Now I want to get to our uh, first guest of the program. He's a good friend of the program, uh, a colleague, an investigative journalist, uh, somebody we know well in Metro Vancouver, certainly in BC and and across the country. Uh, somebody known for being um, ahead of a story, for for finding and digging deeply into the data and and doing due diligence on on things that are difficult to talk about. I'm bringing in Sam Cooper. He now of the bureau. Dot News, uh, an investigative reporter and founder of the Bureau. Sam, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me, Jody. As always, I read with interest, and as always, it sparks controversy, difficult conversations to be had around this ne- next subject. It's already rather blowing up on my social media. I can only matter, imagine what this story is doing uh, to your inbox. Tell us what is the latest on the Bureau.news with regard to safer supply and some unintended collateral damage hitting, hitting youth in, in the Lower Mainland. Yes, we had a we uh, published and I edited a stunning investigation by the excellent political columnist Adam Zivo, who for uh, a year now has been digging into this so-called safer supply program, specifically in British Columbia. And uh, his his story really resonated with me, Jody, because, as you know, I've been digging into the reasons, decades long reasons why fentanyl trafficking has got a deep foothold uh, in the city of Vancouver through ports, through infiltration of organized crime. And as you know, as I've reported through the the dereliction of duty, really, uh, uh, on the money laundering file in casinos and real estate uh, by governments uh, in, in, well, really federally and in in British Columbia. But to jump into what's new here, uh, Adam uh, approached me and, 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 and shocked me with uh, his knowledge that new statistics have come out from the, the coroner in British Columbia that for the first time point to really a, a stunning amount of impact of this safer supply, which, as you know, is pharmaceutical grade opioids, which are meant to uh, really be a, a safety net for fentanyl and heroin addicts in the downtown east side so they can get so-called, um, you know, uh, non-toxic uh, is, is what the words are used, uh, grades of opioids to handle their addictions and not overdose on uh, potentially, you know, uh, poisonous fentanyl. However, what has happened, the data shows since these safer supply programs ramped up in 2020, uh, through the federal and provincial government in BC, the stats are now showing 22% in the year of 2022. After ramping up in 2020, now we have 2020. We have 22% of BC youth deaths are being connected to hydromorphone, which is the the safer supply quote safer supply, which is being issued through BC health programs. And the catch here is that. Again, this is supposed to be for uh, hardcore, really, uh, you know, uh, people suffering uh, mental health problems, homelessness, drug addiction that can't get off heroin and fentanyl. This is supposed to be safer for them. But it, as, the, as Adam and others have found, this safe supply is being really trafficked very much so into the black market and being used by dealers and addicts. To, uh, to, to deal to people that haven't yet become hooked on opioids. And what Adam found, and uh, I believe it's a stunning, important story, is a cohort of teens, specifically in Port Coquitlam, where he focused, 
appear to be, you know, drawn into fentanyl addiction through the gateway drug of uh, this so-called safer supply, which is hydromorphone. And just to end the answer here, really a, a stunning a stunningly well-done story in which Adam got uh, deep access to teens, including a young uh, youth named Madison who became hooked on uh, hydromorphone at the age of 13, ramped up quickly to fentanyl uh, addiction, and now she's trying to get her life together in rehab with some stunningly um, mature insights. Jody Vance in for Mike Smith. We're talking about an Adam Zevo investigative, political columnist Adam Zevo investigative, uh, ongoing uh, look at the unintended collateral damage that safer supply of drugs in BC is impacting um, young kids, lower income kids around uh, the lower mainland in particular. This this particular report is really very specific. Sam Cooper is our guest, and he's helping us to unpack how hydromorphone might land in a Vancouver suburb of Port Coquitlam in the hands of a, of a young girl. Can you explain how this story has unfolded according to the investigation? Yes, uh Adam's investigation, I was just so impressed. It, it's stunning the access he, he got into this cohort of youth in Port Coquitlam. And so this, uh, this young youth named Madison uh, really gave him an entree into this world. And I know as the parents out in BC there, listen, uh, it, it's just, I, I believe everyone should read this because it it's so important and shocking how this could happen. But what he found is that Look, Jody, as you know, a lot of my reporting is based on business, markets, systematic fraud. And this is what struck me in his his investigation. He found that according to this circle of youth in Port Coquitlam, uh, around 2021, this is about a year after safe supply programs ramp up. And as COVID was starting to ramp down a bit, uh, they found that uh, drug dealers, some of them just the older people that were hanging around this younger cohort, of which Adam found uh, many of them coming from uh, lower-income families, dealers would approach them and say, there's this new thing called hydromorphone. It's a painkiller. It's, uh, it's not bad for you at all. In fact, it's good for you, and it'll make you feel good. And, and so this, the girls that talked to uh, Adam in his investigation, uh, they told them that dealers said this could be bought for about 70 cents per tablet in the downtown wow. east side. How can that happen? It, this is some of this safe supply, quote, safe supply that is uh, uh, addicts that get it for free, supposedly for health reasons, can't use it. It doesn't get them that fentanyl or heroin high. So they sell it on the black market themselves or to dealers. These dealers would source this product from the downtown east side, remember, for about 70 cents per tablet and then take it out to Port Coquitlam and sell it for 5 to $10 per tablet. So any of your business and market you know, focused listeners can see just the stunning profits there. And look, uh, I know before in BC, we've, we've had lots of reports of how drugs like ecstasy can impact uh, youth. And, uh, and those were $10 or $20 pills. These can be got for 70 cents a tablet in the downtown east side marked up. 
for $10. And what I found, you know, arguably much more as a potential gateway to fentanyl addiction, just the potential harms, even, you know, I would say exponentially higher than the ecstasy crisis we were worried about years ago. And so another shocking thing, uh, Madison and others uh, told Adam that when they, since, since they didn't have much money coming from lower income families, they then themselves, knowing that this drug was so cheap downtown, they would go down to the epicenter, uh, made in Hastings. They would go to dealers and see if they had what are called on the street dillies or D or dust or smack. They would see if they could buy these tablets. If the dealers didn't have them, the dealers would literally walk to a pharmacy downtown, go inside, say that they were uh, by, by various means, say they were part of this safer supply program, get the drugs from pharmacists, walk out and sell it to these uh, young women. And so uh, that walks you through, uh, you know, what, what we would call qualitative research on how this yeah. uh, safer supply drug is ending up in the hands of youth in the Vancouver area. And remember, uh, this, these accounts match those uh, data points I told you at the start. We now have the BC Coroner Service saying there were zero hydromorphone-related youth drug deaths back in 2017 to 2019. In 2020, when the program is introduced, goes up to 5%. By 2022, we have over 20% involved in youth-related drugs. And as you said, this is... Uh, Hotly, you know, it's very political. Uh, everyone wants a yeah. solution here. So it's important to mention that, uh, as Adam found, you know, uh, not, all, not all youth that died would have this in their system. But the contention here from experts is that they would be getting hooked on uh, fentanyl and uh, heroin by getting this very cheap and easy to access hydromorphone through what is believed, you know, through those sacred supply channels. So we've only got a minute to go here, but I, I'm in talking about this on social media, I'm saying that you were coming on. I had a, a number of people point to a June two thousand, June fifth of this year, um, where the chief coroner basically said, uh, and the provincial health officer, Dr. Bonnie Henry, basically condemned polarizing rhetoric over BC safe drug supply, and the pushback is that this is very partisan, this is very political, this is a, pushing that the safer supply isn't. Uh, helping and in fact having unintended collateral impacts as you've laid out here today. How do you respond to those who would say this is a political talking point? Well, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a data-focused, evidence-based reporter. And as you know, uh, Jody, I've looked at the downtown east side through various lenses for years. I do know this is very politically contentious, the so-called sort of harm reduction method versus whether law enforcement is even a factor uh, in, in, in drug policy in British Columbia. Look, uh, at the end of the day, these are political decisions being made. Uh, the premier and others would have to decide whether to decriminalize, you know, small quantities of fentanyl. Um, so people that are complaining about, you know, uh, well, I, no, let's not, let's not uh, castigate anyone for this. As you said, it's very serious. But look, the New York Times is uh, from abroad is looking at the, these decisions. The world is looking at what's happening in Vancouver. There are no easy ways out. And uh, this right. is just another viewpoint on, on what could be happening to low income youths and uh, the threats uh, really that I would say are stemming from decades of bad policy in British Columbia and a problem that's very hard to get out of. 
Sam Cooper, you always bring to the table difficult conversations to be had, but important ones at that. The Bureau.news is where you can read this full uh, Adam Zivo report that Sam is referencing here. As always, appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Jody.